It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. I want to take a second and welcome Cliff Decato and Hops in the Hollows as a brand new sponsor for the ABV podcast. Now, a lot of you listening out there are probably familiar with who Cliff is. He's been on the show numerous times. He's also a big presence on a lot of the craft beer pages that are on Facebook, specifically Church of the Sacred Brew, and also his own page, Hops in the Hollows. Cliff also makes some really cool glassware that you can purchase on his website, hopsinthehollows.com. If you're a big fan of pop culture references from the 80s and 90s, he's got the glassware for you. Garbage Pail Kids, got it. Karate Kid references, got it. Friday, sure, there it is right there. Back to the Future, yep. Mike Tyson's Punch Out, bam, right there. He's got all these designs on some really cool glassware for you. Not only that, if you're an LSU fan, Big Dick Joe glasses. That's right, Joe Burrow himself. Garbage Pail Kid style featured on this glass where you can get an LSU version or you can get a Cincinnati Bengals version. Be the envy of all your beer drinking friends when you break out this glassware for one of your favorite local or national craft beers. When you're throwing one back, make sure you feature a glass from Hops in the Hollows. And to get yours, visit hopsinthehollows.com. Pelican Craft Brands is a proud sponsor of the ABV Podcast, and I am glad to have them on board with us. Chris Pennegy and the guys over there are doing great things for the craft beer community here in Louisiana, and as well as bringing in craft breweries from outside of the state as well. Just very quickly, I'm going to run through some of their craft breweries under their portfolio, locally and nationally. Right here in Baton Rouge, we've got Rally Cap Brewing Company, Huckleberry Brewing out of Alexandria. Paradox Brewing out of Divide, Colorado. Parlow Beer Lab out of New Orleans. Blue Jacket out of Washington, D.C. Untitled Art out of Wisconsin. Perennial. Lazy Magnolia out of Mississippi. Brew Cree. They just brought on Port Orleans as well out of New Orleans. Equilibrium. Pontoon Brewing. And so many more great craft breweries locally and nationally. Chris Pennegy and the guys at Pelican Craft Brands are making sure these breweries are taken care of. They treat each individual brewery like it's their only brewery that they deal with. Very personal, very hands-on, and makes you feel very important. And that's what's missing with some of these distributors around here. I'm not going to call out any names, but if you want to get it done right, you go to Pelican Craft Brands because they're going to make sure your brand is being represented well, you're going to be on the taps, you're going to be on the store shelves where people can see your product and give you the attention you need. Pelican Craft Brands, proud sponsor of the ABV Podcast. Athlon Insurance right here in Baton Rouge is committed to letting you live your life your way. Athlon Insurance is here to find the most effective insurance plan for you and your family so you can spend more time living your life and less time agonizing over coverage. Athlon Insurance has access to many different carriers of home, auto, and life insurance and they are prepared to find the plan that meets your expectations and the needs of your family. It only takes one meeting for you to understand why Athlon Insurance and Baton Rouge is for you. They're here to serve your needs and those of your family. They are committed to assembling sound, cost-effective insurance solutions that are beneficial today and will remain effective for your family in the years to come. They value the importance of providing coverage that you can depend on without the work. Let Dwayne Moran and his staff over at Athlon Insurance take care of all of your insurance needs. You can give them a call at 225-366-7530 or visit them online, athloninsurance.com. Craft beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We like drinking them, and we like talking about them, too. And we do both right here on the ABV Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the ABV Podcast. I am Chuck P., 
Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you're following us on Facebook and Instagram as well. Again, I keep saying this every week. If you're listening to us on Apple, like, review. The more reviews, the more likes we get, the higher we move up in the charts. That's my goal for 2021 is to get higher up on Apple. So we'll see. But if you listen to us on Google Play, on Stitcher, on Pandora, on Spotify, all the other podcast outlets, make sure you like and review on there as well because that would help too. We are in uh, Biloxi, Mississippi for this episode. And by we, I mean myself and Cliff Decato. What up? Cliff is, I'm with Cliff and some, some guys for March Madness. We're down here. I'm watching them lose all their money. While uh, I walk, while I just drink, that's, that's, I did bet. Tw- I got like a twenty dollar bet. You got, you got a ten dollar parlay tonight. Okay, that, that can get you one hundred and thirty. Okay, gets me six hundred and eighty. That sounds fair. Should be good uh, for the weekend. And you got you got an eleven dollar bet on LSU tomorrow. That gets you ten. So that way, if you lose the parlay tonight, and LSU wins tomorrow, you break even for the weekend, which is better than all three of us right now. Yeah, Neil. I was like down five hundred bucks or something like that. <laughs> yeah, lose money and booze money. Well, yes, exactly. Go. But we're at we're at Fly Llama Brewing here, first time visit, and we've got Dave and Miles with us. Guys, thank y'all for uh, having us here in the, in the brewery, man. I appreciate it. Thank you That's for coming. Pleasure. Very very excited to have you. Glad to be here with you guys. Uh, I'm. What, what are we drinking, Cliff? I got to ask this for the third time because I'm old and I forget Small shit. Small world, and it's excellent. This is really really good. Uh, before we dive into the beers, what what are you guys drinking, Dave? What are you drinking? I'm drinking Bridget. Bridget is a uh, very beautiful white white beer. Okay. And I'm drinking uh, Sister Lot. It is a Belgian Dubel. Nice. All right. So uh, let's get a little background on you, Dave. I was looking up some info that's on the website about the brewery. Uh, you are, as they say on your website, an advanced Cicerone. I've just learned that, yeah, that's on the website. Yeah. <laughs> you had no clue. I'm giving you some new information. So give me your background. What brought you into the craft beer world and what got you involved to want to be a Cicerone, I'm, I'm assuming just because you want as much knowledge as you can about the craft as possible, specifically if you're going to work in the craft beer world. Yeah, so I've been in the craft industry for, I don't know, 13 years or so. i originally from Wisconsin, and I was in uh, hospitality management and managing bars and clubs and, and whatnot, and I ended up uh, managing a brew pub, uh, a brew pub and planning, and the owner didn't have a brewer, him and I like, got it. We, we, we hit it off really well. And I was going to school for chemistry at the time. And he was like, well, you know, I need a brewer. Um, if you want to come work for me and be my brewer, I will send you to brew school. Uh, and I was like, hell, hell yeah, man. So wow. I, I hit the job lottery. So I, I, uh, I went, I uh, got my degree in brewing from Siebel and uh, worked with them down in Milwaukee. I, I think I worked for that brewery for, I don't know, five or six years until I uh, got sick of the winters and sick of snow. And... I uh, ended up moving down to the coast here to help open up Chandelier Brewing in Gulfport. Oh, nice. Okay. So I spent six years at Chandelier. Very proud of that time. It's an amazing brewery by uh, uh, owned by Good some sours. amazing guys. Yeah, thank, yes. thank you. Good uh, sours. Thank you. Uh, th- although they're not oh, mine anymore. I, um, <laughs> I think I did six tours at Chandelier one night because it was before you could buy, right? Yeah, you, <laughs> you had to do a tour, right? And you get in the car. Yeah. And she would check off 17. maybe one every four or five <laughs> right, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we kept thinking... When's the tour? And she would come around. She'd be like, "Tour's gonna be in 20 minutes." And I was like, "Okay." And an hour went by. I looked at my buddy. I was like, "I don't think there's another tour or any tour that's gonna be happening." <laughs> so we finally finished our card out, and she was like, "Do you want another tour?" And I looked at my buddy. I was like, "Hell yeah!" Oh, I, I guess that was the tour. Give me another tour. Yeah, sure. So we got three tour cards. Yeah. And then they locked the door at eight o'clock. And I was like, "Oh, we gotta leave." They're like, "No, just lock the door." I was probably drunk and back, being like, "I'm not doing any more tours." Yeah, tours just suck. Except the tour to get the so beer, I could, so I could drink, right? So you were there for six years, you said? Uh, six years at Chandelier, and you know the opportunity ar- ar- arise for me to, to buy this place, and you know um, anybody who's in the business always has a dream to, to go out on their own. The time was right. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I um, this I, it was a opportunity i just couldn't pass up so i dove in and so how long, how long have you guys been open we so uh the tap room opened january 14th okay uh i closed on the building back in august we were originally set to close in the building in february of uh 2020 of 2020 but uh the world ended so you know yes, we, that did happen we had to push it put it on pause and um yeah it's been a ride man it's been a ride did you uh, start second guessing yourself 
when all this pandemic shit started going on? Like, what what am I doing trying to open a brewery during all this? Every single day. Yeah. <laughs> this morning. <laughs> yeah. Right? I woke up today and said the same thing. What, you idiot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it, when you put it all on the line, which is what, you know, my wife and I did, we, you know, we put we bet it all. Um, yeah, it's nerve-wracking, and you have sleepless nights, but uh, I did my research, and we had a strong plan, and, you know, um, I, this is a severely underdeveloped market for craft beer, mm-hmm. so that played into it, and, and uh, you know, at some point, you just got to dive in. Yeah, I mean, is this Biloxi's only craft brewery? Uh, distributing brewery, there's, um, there's a brew pub, uh, pub guys. There's, what's the one that's in Ocean Springs Ocean right Springs there? Ocean Springs advisory. has a couple. Craft yeah. Advisory. Yeah. Uh, Martin. What, what was the question that you had about that? Is that the old... Uh, oh, is that is Craft Advisory the old Crooked Letter? Is no. That, no. It's not the same, but okay. So, okay. Yeah, Crooked Letter's gone. Uh, craft Advisory's great. Uh, Martin is the owner in the brewery. He's a brilliant guy. Right down the road from him is Hobson Growlers. Uh, Scott Hickson, he's a great friend of mine and an absolutely brilliant brewer. So, um, two places when you're on Government Street you have to check out. Okay, awesome. Uh, so, all right, Miles, let's talk about you for a second. How long have you been brewing beer? How did you get involved with this guy here in Fly Lama? I actually did my first brew probably about two and a half years ago. Uh, I met Dave at Chandelier. Nice. Uh, Chandelier was actually the first sour I ever enjoyed um, was the guava jelly. Like, oh, the guava jelly is good. Yeah. It's a good one. Uh, it's the first one. I was in the bar uh, working at Walmart, just graduated from Mississippi State with a chemical engineering degree. Oh, uh, nice. And they had an o- open position, and I said, done with that. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's start here. Uh, so at first I was bar backing, then bartending. Then uh, I took over the canning line and started like the production side. And uh, went up to cellar work and then became the head brewer here. Nice. Uh, and so I've been in the industry for about three and a half years now. So you just kind of baby stepped your way into uh, being the head brewer. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. See, I just I, st- I started at Taproom Manager, worked the canning line for a bit when I was at Tin Roof, and then stopped. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to do this. This is a lot of work. And I'm tired. I want to drink. Yeah, I want to drink the beer. I don't want, like this is all cool for like five minutes, and I'm like, nah, I just want to drink and talk about the beer. Why is yeah, it so hot in here? The yeah, canning line was definitely uh, the most stressful, just getting, the, dude, getting that thing going every the day. The canning line is a fucking headache. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's always the, something. It's One sensor here, something. a little air pressure there. Yeah. The boss oh, it, yelling, there's not enough foam. Yeah. Sexy foam, sexy foam. <laughs> <laughs> you're, trying to, you're trying to put the top on the beer. To like, so well, you probably lose like a, a couple cases just trying to dial in you doing your cans, right? Yeah, oh, usually yeah. try to stop right before two. Yeah. Hopefully have it dialed in before two. So then everybody will work in the line gets to take some short fills. Uh, right. yeah, short fills are good. I did take a lot of short fills home when I worked at Tin Roof. That was uh, good. I'm gonna, from an owner's perspective, I'm going to have to disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, of course. I had to buy a, a little mini fridge just to put all the extra beer, you know? Yeah. Man, our first run of seltzer in cans. The seltzer's a whole different animal, and we, I don't even want to say how many short fill cases we wasted. Eventually, we had to be like, all right, time out. Let's step back. But, yeah. uh, Let's we, fix this problem. Yeah, we, we figured it out, but uh, yeah, seltzer's a... A different animal to can, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's dive into the beers. Uh, first off, before we start talking about what you have available here at the taproom, let's talk about what you've got out in the market right now. Yeah. So, but we have a unique brewery here in that it's a it's not a huge system. It's a t- only a 10-barrel system. Uh, there are uh, 40-barrel fermenters. And I bought a, and that's what I kind of inherited when I bought this place. But I added a bunch of other tanks. But from a distribution standpoint, I... It's hard to put out a lot of different brands right now, so we're, we're con- concentrating with two uh, distribution-based uh, brands out of the gate. Our Fly Lager, which is uh, along the lines of an international lager, pale lager, um, uh, with you know, it, it flirts between German pills and international. No, you know, you, you get. Somewhere between Koenig and Stella, I guess, yeah. is kind of what we're going for. And then the other one is our Fly PA. Uh, and and uh, uh, we've got some clear liquids coming to the table. Right here. Well, so I'm a. Okay. Oh wow. White peach and muscadine. Coconut lime, ginger. And <laughs> pineapple satsuma. Pineapple satsuma. Coconut lime, ginger. 
Oh, yeah, that's What's probably that? one of my favorites right now. Get your shit together. The white people. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll take it. Give it oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, LT. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, okay, and then, uh, so we're distributing Fly, Fly PA as well. Okay. Um, you know, it's, I wanted to do kind of a hybrid between a, uh, like a West Coast IPA and a, um, and a hazy, and so it's neither one, but it's kind of right in the middle. A little hazy, it's juicy, but really has the malt backbone if you look for it so I think malt is a beautiful thing and I wanted to express the malt a little bit in the beer so if you if, the beer has depth and we're, we're pretty happy with it I mean we're so new that every nothing's done you know we're taking yeah. everything as we go but we made a lot of good steps with that beer I don't think a brewer is ever happy with the quote-unquote final product like it's good at the time and then as, as, as it it's out there and you're drinking and you're like, you know what, I can adjust this or maybe put this hop at this time or do something to where it's like, it's going to add a different dimension to the yeah. beer. So it's like, that recipe is always like, grow. That's all, that's what I think. Always. Every batch gets better, man. Yeah, yeah. So how, uh, how big is the footprint for distribution here? Are you just in the Biloxi area right now? So we're on the coast, so um, entire coast of Mississippi. We, we signed with FEB Distributing, so okay. everywhere in South Mississippi, uh, you can find us. Um, and Frank, like with with where we're at right now, we're almost maxed out with our current capacity. Our, our distributor's been doing a, a, a killer job, and we're we're basically our problem right now is we can't we can't produce it fast enough. So we actually already it's a good had problem to, to have. It is a good problem. To have. <laughs> we we already purchased new tanks, so we got nice two new tanks coming next week. Um, hope to have them online in about two weeks, and uh, yeah, we're just gonna keep making it as fast as we can. What was this building before it was a brewery? So it was original. Well, it was Biloxi Brewing. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. all right. And so, um, and that's you know, I, that's why I got such a great deal on, on business. It was a, there was already a brewery here, so uh, the, there was a lot of construction that we didn't need to do. We did a lot of construction, but there was a lot yeah. done for us. So before that, it was originally uh, built as a pharmaceutical drug warehouse. So yeah, so built to FDA said standards. Office. You said doctor's yeah. office. medical going on. Yeah. <laughs> this room right here is a. It's actually built as a basically a bank vault. Uh, there was a huge bank jo- bank vault door on it before we, uh, oh, nice. we we had to remove it, but it's uh, reinforced concrete poured with rebar and it built to FDA standards because right. that's where they kept all the droogs. And so <laughs> you got to keep the droogs safe. Got to so. keep the droogs safe. That is correct. Uh, all right, so we'll get into what's on tap here in a second, but we have some some deliveries to us now. Is this are these the seltzers that you were discussing earlier? Yeah. So okay. we're. We're going to be distributing, we have some different flavors here, but we're distributing three flavors of seltzer in a variety pack. We have a pineapple satsuma, muscadine, and uh, strawberry basil. Uh, but we do fun different flavors. We always have a rotating flavor or two here on tap, but uh, everybody's got a different one, I yeah, think. Yeah, just the rotating flavor? The today, today's great. Yeah, this is excellent. Like, I'm, not, I'm not a big seltzer guy. You can ask Chuck. I, I kind of frown upon him. Every once in a while, I come across one that kind of makes me turn my head. So slowly, I'm starting to, you know, get a respect for it. But this is excellent. Thank I mean, you. This man. is a great pool, beach type beer. You got you one. <laughs> this is a seltzer, really? I know, man. Oh yeah. Everybody says like this, this, this really is really good. The reaction we get it from everybody, and this is what I, this is my honest reaction. I'm not a seltzer guy. Right. This is really good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's everybody says well, I that. Think like, it's wow. The white claw thing that, that ruins it, right? Yeah, because those are shit. Oh yeah, exactly. Try this one. Look, I have my I, I had my first vaccine. You're good. Yeah, you're good. Vaccine. <laughs> I got I got one in the book. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the right now. Uh, four and a half. Okay. Oh, that's perfect, man. Yeah, yeah. My Wi-Fi kicks in with the second shot, so we'll be. You know. <laughs> I'm getting like a Kool-Aid vibe. Yes. Yeah. I think like nerds road. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like a nerds road. Yeah. Yes, a nerds road. That's really good. So I'm not a big coconut guy, but I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that one. This is gonna blow you away. The nose one's really good. Oh, yeah. You can go to Kool-Aid and something like that. That's that, yes. Wow, that's good. <laughs> and I'm not even a big coconut guy, but that's really good. So I know. a pina colada vibe to it. They're definitely little, dangerous. A little ginger. I like the ginger. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, we knew we were going to do seltzers from, from the get-go, and I wrote them in the plan, but they weren't... A, I didn't really expect to be selling a lot of them. And I, I, I'm not... A, I'm very happy to say we're right now we're selling more draft or seltzer really? than anything else. Yeah. But this is good. The seltzer are good to have because it's such a big thing. 
specifically with the female crowd, yeah. if they're coming with someone whose boyfriend or husband is a big crap beer drinker and they're not into it, it's a good way to introduce them into it, besides like with a blonde ale or something like that, you know, try our seltzers, and oh, you like that, well then move them to something else. And uh, guys as well, I don't want to just say it's just a, a female thing, there's guys out there as well who they come love with their, seltzers. They, they come with their buddy, like, hey man, yeah. I don't like crap beer or whatever, this is another good option, you know, alternative to get. Exactly. This is great. So what else is available here on tap at the tapper? We have 20 tap lines, and they're always rotating. You uh, keep those pretty full for the most part? Yeah. In fact, we have beers that are waiting to be tapped. Awesome. That That's great. Yeah. Uh, I've been to breweries where it's like they've, they've got a wall of taps, and they've got like nine things on tap. Yeah, and I'm not going to say you're, you're never going to come here and see 15 on tap. But, you know, it yeah. all depends on how they kick. But um, there's one thing that, you know, this... This is a tough business, but this room is where we make our margins, you know, and it's not a secret that tap rooms are the profitable part of the business. So sure. when we were building the place and when I was, you know, laying out, I, I, uh, I put made this room a priority. So I have some smaller tanks that I can flip pretty frequently and keep the, the tap line up fresh because this is... I mean, this is where you get your market research. This is where you get your feedback. This is where yeah, it, you know, it's the perfect, it's the it's the perfect spot for you to experiment with different styles, and right. see what works and what doesn't work. That's what I love about I love a brewery that's I've I've been to breweries where it's been just it's their it's what they have out in the market and maybe like one rotating flavor, but they've they've got like five other taps that, with nothing on it, and the rotating tap ends up being nothing exciting. They just put. A different version of something else they have on there instead of going out the box and doing some like sure. a fruited like a kettle sour or something like that. So I'm I'm, it, I'm glad that you're you know you you, you you do your best to have those filled. Like you said, you've got beers in the back that are waiting to be put on tap. So that's pretty awesome. What is the number one seller in your tapper? Uh, it's it's not on right now. It's probably Yalama So Fat, which is our uh, one of our double hazies. Oh, yeah. um, we can't we can't keep the hazies on you know I, yeah. that's why I bought bigger tanks so we're gonna I, I always want to have a, a one or two hazies on but they're they just they go so fast so yeah. uh, overall yeah Yulama so fat has, has been the best seller beyond that our, our fruited sour sell really well Ramble on Rose and I'm not Sneaking we, Sally yeah I don't know what we have on tap today because we just kicked a few but um, the, the Ramble on Rose is uh, that's our Fruited sour with um, raspberries, blueberries, and rosemary, and that's that's pretty popular. Uh, my eye automatically got drawn to the mixed berry stout because yes. I'm a stout guy. Oh, oh and there's a yeah. coffee stout as well. Plainly coffee stout's great. Uh, I'm pretty proud of that one. French truck coffee. Those guys do some good coffee. Yes, they that's, do. That's the blend they use in French truck. It's nothing but the best. So, do you guys see yourself eventually making your way into Louisiana at some point? Yeah, when uh, we can. Yeah. I, 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 you know. I mean, obviously, it, it's going to be a little while, for sure, but I would yeah, think. Yeah, but it's, you know. The New Orleans market, I think you guys amazing probably market. kill it. Yeah, we, you know, we've, I've sold, in my past, I've sold a lot of sour there, and I know that there's a lot of potential there. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I can't wait to get there. Unfortunately, I'm just, we can't make enough yet, so we'll get there. Yeah. What, Friday night up in here, nice little crowd going it's on. It's early, night. it's uh, 6 o'clock. Do you guys uh, have events and stuff during the week when you guys are open, food trucks and stuff like that here as well? Yeah, we, we, food trucks are, um, we, we really try to have a food truck as often as we can. Um, it's uh, They're in high demand down here on the coast, so we're not able to have one as often as we'd like, but we're working yeah. on it. We, we have, Every Thursday we have True Wings, which, That's man. Phenomenal. I saw an ad for that. I was looking on your Facebook page, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, cool, wings. I'm like, shit, that was last night. Never mind. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm a wing guy. I, I absolutely love wings, and I, I don't say this lightly. True has the best wings I've ever had in my entire life. If you ever get a chance to try True Wings, do it. It will change your life. I'm, I know I know it sounds crazy. Every I always heard everybody say how good his wings were, and I'm like, I'm sure you know nobody has standout wings. Eight hours. That man, yeah. that man is a sauce boss. He may, he whips Dude. up some amazing, real so, amazing and technique. I mean, they're fried, they're and fried and battered. They're just they're unique and the best wings I've ever had. So get shout out for you, True. All right, I feel like I'm on a wing mission because I've been denied wings today. I was That's just not cool. Why? Dude. How did that happen? 
So we uh, we we've been over at the Bow Revise. We were in the Top Golf Suites watching. That's fun. Watch Madness. Yeah, it was great. So we all ordered food. I ordered wings. <laughs> he ordered wings. Another guy ordered wings. Everybody they, got an order of wings. Everybody got an order of wings. Except they brought you? them. Well, they didn't. Them. They didn't bring my wings. I'm like, oh well, maybe you know they're still waiting. So like, Sold literally, out. I'm watching the games and I'm drinking beer, and an hour passed, and I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't get my wings. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not that hungry. When she comes back, I tell her, don't worry about it. But then the more I started thinking about it, it was kind of pissing me off that, like, <laughs> everyone got wings except me. And we all ordered at the same time. It's not right. So the, the waitress comes back. And granted, it was busy. It was two girls, one working each side. It was packing there. Actually, there was one girl. They had to go get someone else, I think, to yeah. help her. Yeah, to help her. I don't know why they weren't help. expecting this crowd for more Madness. I'm like, stupid. Yeah, I don't get that either. So she comes, yeah, she comes back, and I'm like, hey, look, I ordered wings earlier when everyone else ordered wings. I never got it. She's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's fine. Can I go ahead and try to get that order in again? And she was like, yeah, I have your card over there with your order. I'll go ahead and put that order in. I'm like, all right, cool. So they had stepped out to go place some more bets. They came back. I'm like, I just tried to order my wings again. Let's see what happens. <laughs> sure enough, they don't come again. <laughs> and I'm like, so she comes, she comes back to get... She keeps coming back to take my beer order, but she never says anything about the wings at all. You weren't getting the beer every 20 minutes. She knew. She knew. Yeah, the selection was weak, so I was drinking Sam Adams lager, and I was like, she kept bringing, she's like, need another Sam Adams? I'm like, yep. And some wings. Yeah, can't wait. Wings will be a few minutes. Like, she never mentioned a word about the wings. So finally she comes back, and it's like 3.30 or something. I said, hey, I need to close out. Also, don't forget to take that wing order off off my ticket. She was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I guess because the flavor you got, the landmass. It was their house fucking sauce. It's I think not that's like the joke. Weird... Nobody orders that one. That's the whole joke. Maybe so. Like, I oh hope... shit, we didn't make any no, landmass. No one's gonna yeah, yeah. make the sauce. Were y'all like, oh my God, these wings are amazing. Well, the, the buffalo there is actually pretty good. The sauce was good because I took a chicken yeah, tender and like, did, I ate a chicken so I, tender. I approved the buffalo. The buffalo version. You had to resort to a tender. I didn't miss anything on the Asian wings. Yeah. I, but so she came back. She kept apologizing. Also, when she came in, I gave her the order the second time. She dropped the tray with all the drinks on it that were for the, the booth next to us. <laughs> Not her day. She was the having manager a day. had to come and, like, pick it and, like, clean up the floor. What happens when we go bet and we come back? And I get, we yeah, you missed all the, all the action. So she comes back and she's like, look, here's a $25 gift card for when you come back. I'm like... Look, I'm here for the weekend. We're not even staying in the Beau Rivage, so, like, I'm good. And she's like, you sure? And I'm like, yeah, like, eh, it's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. So, yeah, I've had a chicken tender and, like, two chicharrones and about six sandwiches. So, then, yeah, they did chicharrones on top of a bed of pimento cheese, which is pretty tasty. Yeah. I never thought to pair those but together. But you only get six. Yeah, but those, yeah, there's only six. Give like a gallon of pimento uh, cheese. It's all ass backwards over there. So the title of this episode is Friday Night Wing Tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I need wings. At some point, I gotta get some wings. Tonight. All right, let's get back to the beers here. So I want to get some wings now. Yeah, yeah. Can, can we call that guy up that has the truck? Get sure, him where you at? We'll order at least a hundred of them. Yeah, no shit. Uh, special order, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Checks it. Um, I want to talk about the mixed berry stout. Strawberries, cherries, blueberries, and vanilla. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, please. Like, who, is that your baby, Miles? Did you come up with that? Or, <laughs> no, so, we kind of threw that one together. Just, okay. Do you guys get together on the recipes for all the beers? Like, Absolutely. You, okay. So it's a Absolutely. collaborative effort. It's not like you're going, brew this. Well, like, he doesn't I'm, sling it around that much. <laughs> <laughs> that much. Him. I like that. That much. He still we, so we have a... <clears throat> I, I bought some toys with this place, and we bought. Uh, his name is Santos, and he's an infusion tank. And nice. We're able to. Otherworldly. I mean, it's <laughs> just a game changer. We're able to uh, research our tanks on. It's it's a 90 gallon tank, and we can basically put anything we want in there. I bought it for dry hopping, but we we use it with fruit and 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 whatnot, and um, we're able to just infuse crazy. Weird ingredients into these beers with, with pretty low labor load. I mean, 
you know, when at the brewery I was at before, we used to do coconut. We would hang bags in the fermenters. Yeah. It was a freaking nightmare. Almost lost a few fingers. Yeah. It didn't and sound fun at all. So now it's like, you know, oh, clean a tank, purge it, throw the coconut in, and recircuit for 24 hours, and you get, like, amazing flavor. So we do weird shit like this all the time. And, uh, you know, one, one thing that's actually not listed in the description that originally we didn't come through was pineapple. There's a, we actually did... It's aged on pineapple, and when we first packaged the beer, we weren't getting the Wait, pineapple. Wait, that was aged on pineapple? That's pineapple, pineapple in there, too. So yeah. when, when, oh, we wow, first, okay. when we first kegged it, we, we, you couldn't taste the pineapple, but then the pineapple came out, so. Nice. Um, I waited patiently, and I knew it was only going to be a matter of time before I could mentally convince Jay Cody to hop on board as a sponsor of the ABV Podcast. But he did me one better. He's making Government Taco a sponsor of the ABV Podcast. Super excited about it. If you guys haven't got a chance to get over to Government Taco, then what are you waiting for? Located on 5621 Government Street, it's right next door to a certain little pizza spot right down the street from this other little Mexican joint. But you don't worry about those two places. You focus on Government Taco. And let me tell you, if you didn't get a chance to try it when they were in White Star Market, now they're in their own brick-and-mortar location with more tacos than you could possibly imagine. Great tacos, such as the classic Clucks and Balances. Smoked chicken thighs, pimento mac and cheese, Nashville hot chicken skins and white barbecue sauce, or my favorite, the steak of the union, skirt steak, queso chihuahua cheese, char tomatilla, poblanos, and red onions. But there's some new ones as well that weren't on the old White Star Market menu, like the Al Pastoral College, adobo pork, pineapple, white onion, and cilantro, and the SoCalism, crispy or grilled mahi, you choose which one you like, street corn, white barbecue sauce, and green onion. Not only that, you can also nacho your taco. All you have to tell them when you're ordering is nacho my taco, and you can get all the ingredients that would go in that taco as nachos. How about that? There's also the three branches of salsa. Don't sleep on the Boston Beet Party. It's a beet hummus with chimichurri, pickled jicama, pine nuts, and chili oil. And as someone who does not eat beets, I get this every time I go there because it's amazing. Happy hour specials as well, Monday through Friday, 4 to 7 p.m., and happy hour snacks as well. Feast on the Bay of Pig Ears, which is some crispy jerk pig ears, some yuca fries, yuca vote is the name of that dish, and the Taquitos Rotatus Flavorous, which are corn tortilla taquitos with a rotating protein every week. Sweet stuff as well. You want dessert, they've got dessert for you. Great beverages if you're a mezcal fan get over there and try it government taco 5621 government street check them out governmenttaco.com proud to have them on board as sponsors of the abv podcast coffee drinkers come with me as i sing the praises of cafecito coffee roasters locally owned right here in baton rouge louisiana they take a very different and unique approach to the way they do coffee they believe great coffee doesn't have to be arrogant or snobbish or patronizing. It's just got to be good coffee. And they import the best quality coffee beans from around the world and roast them to perfection. Their roasting process is second to none. I've seen it in action. It is amazing. And just the flavors that they get out of these coffee beans from their roasting process is unreal. I taste flavors in coffee now that I never knew existed without adding cream and sugar to it. This is the one coffee brand that I can drink without adding anything to it. I drink it black, and the flavors that are in there are amazing. You need to try it for yourself. If you want to try it, they're at stores all around Baton Rouge, or you can order online as well, cafecito.com. That's C-A-F-E-C-I-T-E-A-U-X. Com. They also have merchandise. If you want to represent the brand, you can get some hats, you can get some t-shirts, you can get coffee mugs as well. Really cool coffee mugs. has a state pelican on it. Some have this big alligator on it. It's pretty cool. Go to their website. Check it out, cafecito.com. Support a local business here in Baton Rouge and drink great coffee from Cafecito Coffee Roasters, proud sponsors of the ABV Podcast. More beers are coming. Oh, I need, to, I need coming. to drink more. Apricot, mint, and Great. Can we place an order? What do you right want to place an order for? I don't even know. Uh, uh, <laughs> a mixed berry stout. You're, you're, you're fired. <laughs> Whoa. Awesome. I never got paid. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. I'm out. <laughs> that was great. Berry? You want a berry? We want, uh, Chuck needs a mixed berry. Yes, for sure. Mixed Two mixed berries. Two mixed berries. And then, uh, and you're not good, right? do we still have Ramblin', is Ramblin' Rose on tap? Huh? Is Ramble on Rose on tap? 
forgetting. You work here, Mr. Yeah. <laughs> no, what are you? We were told you work here. It's, it's all. Well, shout out making working groceries, here. by the way. Oh, okay, all right. Lauren's be, a genius. Be nice. nice. She looks so familiar. It's not like I, I don't. I don't. I, I used to spend a lot of time in Biloxi. My band used to play the Golden Nugget years ago. Oh, the Nugget. Well, old band. I'm not with them anymore. Thanks, COVID. Uh, <laughs> but we used to we used to play the Golden Nugget, and so the Golden Nugget doesn't give bands room. They don't give them rooms. A lot of casinos do, but they would book us for one night. They give you the discount? No. The, the good thing about the gig was you'd play three 45-minute sets, and you'd have two 45-minute breaks. So you were barely playing. Yeah. But we'd have to pay for alcohol and all this other stuff. There's oh. a ramble on and a push-up. So what else do I I'd like a, a Next better disposition, week. maybe a smile. <laughs> oh, you're telling a woman to smile? <laughs> That's always a great oh. Uh, Meet me outside in a minute, right? Whenever you're done, I'll what? practice falling down over there, and uh, I'll be over there in a second. This is all being recorded, so you know, right now. Big so, yeah. Oh, you can, uh, you have carbon. So X is fine. Excellent. <laughs> Here comes the toots. Oh, you want me to? Was he firing on the camera? Got it. <laughs> There we go. Uh, she is great. I love yeah, her. She's, she's awesome. She's a firecracker. And do it at camp. So what the fuck else do you want? Uh, the mixed berry. When you see these get a little low, you can bring the mixed berries. Oh, two of them. Two of them. Did, did you work at the villain station? No. No? She owns... She's more like the villain station. <laughs> villain station. <laughs> the villain station, yes. That's a good one, Miles. I like it. The villain station. You win. <laughs> yeah, she's the owner of Making Groceries. Oh, okay, all Thanks. right. Yes, I do that. Where's that at? It's in the Oroqueef Museum of Art. Talking that mic. Oh, so hey, knows. guys, it's in the uh, Oroqueef Museum of Art. It's cool. Cool. great. You should come get some fucking groceries. I do family meals. You can come get that shit. It's frozen. Put it in your fucking freezer. I heat it up. It's great. Get it. And then it's plant-based. You know, like plant-centric, but we sprinkle meat on it sometimes. Come eat it. You're welcome. That is the greatest plug for a business I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, that is so Lauren, good. Lauren, ladies and gentlemen. That is so good. Oh, my God. Dude, she's great. The best great. server we could ask for. She's great. We have her in here. <laughs> Y'all have her here. Oh, God, I love her. So she just she just debunked my whole story because I was going to say, so we... We'd spend the night, we'd all pull in and get like a hotel room. But we'd go sit in the filling station till like, I think they still open till like four or five in the morning and just drink and eat yeah. the rest of the night. And I thought maybe she might have worked there because she kind of looked familiar, but obviously she didn't. And she has her own <laughs> business. Backfire. Yeah. Who, which is, she sprinkles fucking meat on plant food apparently at some point. So there she, you go. She's a wizard. Her, her food is amazing. Um, she makes some of the best, like, Tacos, all sorts of food, like anything you could really think of. I, I eat mostly plant based, so like, okay. uh, I've had, I I've had her food a few times. <laughs> yeah, I, I had some problems back in the day. That so, happens, you know. it happens. And, and she is a wizard, he's not lying. We're actually doing a, an event with her in a, in a few weeks where uh, she's going to boil crawfish, okay. and we're releasing a, uh, a watermelon fermented wheat beer. Um, wow, okay. That's, uh, all right, we got the Coffee salad, mixed berry stuff. Nice, okay. Thanks, Dal. What'd you just do over there? I'm gonna try this one too. Okay. Very soft on the vanilla on the back end. The push up? On the push up? Okay. Yeah. Oh, the push up? Yeah, the, the vanilla kind of just kind of sneaks in towards the back, very soft on it. Not over offending anything. Rounds it all out. So, how'd you find her? <laughs> like, what? She, like she, she's just like a straight, straight dog. She just shows up all the time. You fed her one time. Yeah. She came in. She had yeah, not yet. Yeah, she. We've been friends for a while. She, um, her, and her husband Corey live uh, right down the street, and they like they help us keep the lights on. They're here all the time. Cool, that's awesome. So much fun. So I'm assuming you guys have regulars that are here all the time. So. Yeah, we have a, our crowd How is cool like is amazing. That? I know. It's, I feel like I have a second family or a first family. But we, I mean, it's a community. One of the things that we said when we were designing the place was, you know, I, I didn't want a tap wall of 10% alcohol beers and 
uh, you know, a tourist trap stop. I wanted a, yeah. a neighborhood hangout first, and then everything else would come. So we, if you look at our tap lineup, it's a lot of, you know, four to five and a half percent beers that you can come and enjoy, and they're, you know, they're not hitching in the face. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you can drink, you know, four or five, six, Support seven. Four pounders. Yeah, bring up that tap. Um, but, the, you know, we're going for the community vibe. Biloxi's sweet. We're in a, the best part of Biloxi, and um, I don't know. The community's been amazing. The good thing is, like, just looking at this tap menu, you, you pretty much have a little something for everyone. We try to. Like, you've got the fruity sour beers, you have the seltzers, you've got some, you got a sour ale, you got a couple of stouts, you got the IPAs, you got, you got a wheat, you've got a Belgian, which is what you were drinking miles earlier, you got a Belgian white, a pale lager, like... It seems like anyone can come in here and find something to drink. There's the like, we're going for. And that that's a good thing. To me, that's what makes a like a a, a a small brewery like you guys, that makes it successful because you have styles for everyone. You're not just like, we're doing this and we're doing this, and that's it. Like you try, and it feels kind of like, like you said, you, you've got the regulars in here, kind of like a neighborhood dive bar kind of feel. Where you just come and hang out. You got some cornhole up in here. I'm surprised nobody started playing cornhole. I saw some girls pick up. We took the, the bags because it, 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 it reverberates pretty loud. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. Look, I did, I did a, I did a podcast at a brewery during a cornhole tournament, <laughs> and where they set me up was literally right next to the cornhole station. So. Through the entire hour podcast, you kept hearing backslaps up and people just cursing and yelling and screaming. And I'm like, all right, cool. This is what it is. We're just going to make the best of it and drink beer. <laughs> it actually turned out to be a good podcast. So, one question I like to ask brewers and owners of breweries when I'm doing shows with them is what's in your refrigerator at home? Like, when you get out of here and you want to crack open a beer, what are you drinking at home? So, Dave, we'll start with you first. Tell me what's in your fridge right now. <laughs> Uh, I'm a I'm a German German lager guy. Um, you know, I love lagers. Uh, box and Shores beers and Junkles. That, lagers are my passion. You know, to to your point, you were you were talking about our our mixed lineup, and it, it's it's kind of um, I don't know. It's almost cliche for for brewers to say uh, you know we we brew the beers that we want to drink, and I'll be like. I can't say that. I brew half the beers I want to drink. Half <laughs> the beer. If you did that, you'd, there would be nobody in here right, right now. Yeah. Probably. So <laughs> half, the, half the beers up there I want to drink, and I'm not going to tell you which ones I don't want to drink because I'll invite the haters to give us bad on tap reviews on the other ones. But, yeah. You know. Um, yeah. My passion is just a I, so with my with my setting for the Cicerone, um, You know, we're tested on classic styles, and I. Truly love classic style, so you'll you, you'll find a lot of Belgians and a lot of a lot of German beers in my fridge. You're a Kolsch kind of guy. Absolutely, love it. Kolsch is a style that I've, I've really warmed up to over the years. Like I wasn't a big fan of it at first, and the brewery that really got me into Kolsch is like big time enjoying them was Rally Cap. Yep, Garrett Kolsch. The Garrett Kolsch. I, I haven't had their Kolsch. It's it's good. Dude, it's solid. Mm. It is a real like normally. It's either the first pitch pale ale or the coast is what I start off with when I go there. It's such a, it's an easy style to do mediocre, and it's so yeah. hard to nail because there's such a, a beautiful, delicate balance between the sweet grain and and the little bit of bitterness and the fruity esters. It's so easy to overdo. So I'm, I'm ex- I got to try theirs. Yeah, it's really, I've, really I've heard good. great things. Miles, what about you? What's in your fridge at home? Uh, actually, like me, me and Dave have a pretty similar palate with like yeah. our, our loggers, and uh, I usually keep loggers in the thing in the fridge. Uh, usually German, um, sometimes some Czech, so like Czech pills and things. Uh, nice. I do like stouts every once in a while. Uh, okay. Sometimes I want a nice heavy beer. Yeah. Um, usually avoid the Imperial. They're freaking great, but <laughs> I'm not trying to do that to myself. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. I'm with you. Uh, but yeah. Uh, most mostly just loggers, uh, Munich Dunkels, okay. um, like he was saying, Shores beer too. Like I like this light, light but dark beer. Yeah. Uh, have you had the Chuck Pills from uh, Barlow in New Orleans? No, I have not. Woo! So Cliff and I are currently doing a March a craft beer madness bracket, and Region One was Pilsners and Loggers, and the Chuck Pills won. It is fucking delicious. Really? 
that breadiness just like sits on your tongue. It just like hangs out there. Like I'm not going anywhere. Mm. Enjoy me. Have you like, heard any Suarez family? Hmm? Suarez family? You heard of them? They're pretty reputable, like as far as country wide goes, like yeah. as far as builders and lagers. They're pretty consistent making some big ones. So we were actually shocked that a local brewery beat out them because they make some solid lagers and builders. Right on. Uh, yeah, those pros did a really good job with their and lagers. Right? Yeah, the the winner for the for both categories were local brewers. That's yeah. amazing. Oh yeah. Put up against the big boys and like these were just they crushed them. Yeah, we're bringing guys in, for, you know, Monkish, Other Half, uh, Green Cheek. Electric, uh, your Roar with your outer water sours. Have you had those? Um, four score, they do some pretty good uh, sours as well. So we, we had some heavy hitters in there to see a, a local guy come shoot out. I love it. It's, it's, you know, shocking and impressive to us. Yeah, it was cool. And we're doing blind taste tests. Like, yeah. his wife would, would pour five ounce pours for us and like just bring the glasses so there. We had no clue what they were after we drank them. We got the cans and like, oh shit. Wow. Like, we were just shocked that, not shocked, I guess you could say, but like, just impressed that the local breweries were standing out above these, you know, regional beers that are known, all these breweries that they're known for that style. So it was like, this is fucking awesome. This is really cool. That's now, the, stuff right there. the sour region was not won by a local, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but that one was pretty legit. We're actually, tomorrow, uh, we're going to do uh, double IPAs. So I don't know who won the sours. Who was oh, it, it was um, Imprint. They're uh, Puffsicle. They they do a series of Puffsicles. There's kind of got marshmallow to it. It was strawberry waffle cone, right? It was strawberry. You had, you had strawberry, a little touch of maple, and you could literally taste the waffle. Like, yeah, the waffle it's cone was there. The maple on the nose was just like. But none of it was overpowering. Like it, it no. tasted like it was like a, like going up on a roller coaster. Like you got it, and the flavors just kept going and going and going. It was unreal. You popped the can, the maple jumped out. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. Well, I'm drooling over these beers. Sorry, All right. Well, let's get to them. Let's so drink them. Y'all take what you want. Uh, yeah. First dibs. First dibs. This is Ramblin' Rose. I don't. Right. I think he has play Leo. Yeah, you got that, the Leo. That's that a mixed the, berry. You probably want yeah. that. Or is that the mixed berry? Leo. That's okay. Leo. Not much of a coffee guy. I got burned out on coffee milk when I was a kid. That's just dumb. I'll, I'll try to be up some of these. Yeah. Wait. Wait, what? Yeah, how do you, you get burned out on coffee? Right? How do you get burned out on coffee? So from four till I was 11, my grandma got me hooked on coffee milk every morning. That's not right. Started young. Four. I can imagine you jumping off some walls. I wouldn't get out the bed to go to school. <laughs> my mom brought coffee milk to me in bed. This is the truth. Oh my god! And then somewhere in the I just stopped doing it, and now I just I can't stand coffee. I just, I, just, I, mean, I, get a, I drink a lot of stouts. I think it comes down to blends of coffee. I don't think I like. Not really. I don't. Even anti-coffee. Just blends. I don't. That's just that statement just goes over my head because like I need coffee in my life, or I can't do anything. Like that's the first thing I do when I get up in the morning. I need coffee. Got burned out in the first grade. <laughs> Such a rebel. I will drink all the coffee. So at the at the radio station I work at, during the pandemic, we got rid of all of our part-time people. So I produce a morning, uh, you know, a afternoon drive home show with a friend of mine, from four to six. And I was doing, I had a show on Eagle 98.1, which is our rock station. And I was doing voice work for a couple of the other stations we have. So when we got rid of all of our part-time people, they also threw me on the morning show, which ran from 6 to 9. So I was literally at work from 5 in the morning until 7 at night. I drank coffee. You sure you're not a All day. (laughs) They finally just took me off of it. They gave me a promotion, made me a program director at the radio station. So more shit on my plate, but I get to I get to be there at nine instead of five in the morning. So, uh, coffee. coffee. This is the coffee one. Oh, uh, yep, that's coffee. And I'm okay with it. Like I said, I'm, I'm anti-coffee, but I'm okay with it. If, it's, if I'm okay with it, it's a good one. See? Yeah. It's a good balance, man. You're getting the, you're right. getting the stout, and you're getting that coffee. Coffee kind of. Kind of sneaks in there. Add a little vanilla, you got coffee milk. Yeah, you would have had a little vanilla. A little lactose, you got coffee milk. Yeah, somebody brew a coffee milk. That's solid. Some milk sugar and some vanilla in there, I got a little coffee milk. All right, so I'm going to try to ramble on Rose because this is a pretty ass beer right here. Oh, yeah. That is beautiful. God, nose on is great. Mm. 
get you some of that. I poured some in the glass one. So we that is good. Dude. We we like to ferment our sours pretty dry. I like everything. Most of our lineup is going to be really well attenuated, and that's the German lover in me. You know, it, it, beers are for drinking. If they're if they're really heavy and and they have a high finishing gravity, you don't want to drink a lot of them. So our sours, you know, we we ferment them fairly dry, but they're very expressive and they're just meant for drinking. It's a good gateway sour. Yeah. yeah. Perfect for someone who unfamiliar with that style and just wants to try it. Yeah, look, it's like you said, like when we did the, the sour competition, mm-hmm. you're not going to drink multiples of that strawberry waffle cone. No, really no. cool if you're having... You it, know, it's a shareable share beer, beer, for share sure. Beer. But this, you can have more than just oh, one, yeah. right? I can pound these. What's the ABV on this? Like five, low fives, I'm guessing? Four, four eight. Yeah. Four eight, I'm guessing. All day with this thing. This is great. Rainbow and rosé. I like it. Good job, guys. This is awesome. Yeah, I so, love that touch of rosemary you get on the back. Yes, definitely. So what's the what's the the future plans for Fly Lava? Like what do you guys have set? Well not set, but just like what are you guys thinking of to move forward in twenty twenty one? Obviously there's a vaccine out, cases are starting to drop, restrictions are starting to lift. We're starting to get back to some sense of normalcy. Like, have you guys started looking forward to like maybe this summer when it could possibly be you could be at? I mean, things will be better for the crap the crap beer industry in general. Like, people can go in, into tap rooms at full capacity and things like that. Like, what are you guys looking forward to? So, Mississippi dealt with the the pandemic very differently than Louisiana, and. We slowed down for a little bit, but we, I mean... The restrictions are lifted right now in Mississippi, right? Is that- 100%. There's no yeah. restrictions. And it's it's kind of been like that for a while. So we, we've we been slow to, you know, we're, we're not trying to pack the place nuts to butts, and we don't have as many tables in here as we could. Um, yeah. You got some picnic tables outside as well. Yeah, and we, you know, uh, we originally had plans to... Uh, by this time to put in a patio mm-hmm. um, and that's still going to happen but we, we frankly couldn't make enough beer for the seats we already had so it didn't make sense to put it in the patio which is why we, we bought the new tank so once the new tanks are in we, we are going to move forward with the patio but <clears throat> as far as the future goes I mean I'm, I think I'm most excited to we're going to do uh, shirtless brewing you know and I think uh, <laughs> I think the world is ready for us to brew without shirts on and, uh, I'm, I'm 100% exci- supportive I'm excited about it <laughs> no, I like it uh, Embrace it. Go with it, Dave. <laughs> let the rings fly. Yeah, let the rings fly. No, ne- our next move is uh, we're going to start uh, putting more beer in cans. So, okay. um, you know, we just have the two varieties plus seltzer. Uh, we're going to put, we're not going to be able to package great quantities, but we will have more of our offerings available to go. We do do, do crawlers of everything, but we'll, uh, for, when the new tanks arrive next week, one of the first things we're going to do is a, a batch of Yulama So Fat, so uh, that's going to go in 16-ounce cans. That's been our the, the one people are, are clamoring for the most. So Definitely going to get some crawlers to take back, because I need to bring some to Jay so we can, t- we can do them. So on the afternoon drive show, we have a segment every Thursday called On Tap. We drink all week, but that's a, that we focus on craft beer for that one, and I, I definitely want to feature you guys on that segment. Right on. And I can I can oh, pull yeah. that and send it to you, and if you want oh. to share it on social media or whatever. But I think Jay would enjoy these beers. Everything's really good. Is there room to expand the building at all? Like the more you grow, do you see like that you may have to move into a different location, or do you feel like? There's room where you could expand and bring in more equipment. Yeah, we got room. Okay, there's definitely a ceiling of how far we can grow in this building, but um, we, we got room. There's uh, there's a lot of space back there, so we we're blessed in, in, in finding this building. I mean, it's 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 pretty large. It's Eleven thousand square feet. Nice. So okay. uh, you know, I think we took about fifteen hundred of that for the tap room, maybe two thousand somewhere around there. There's plenty of room back there. We just got it. We need a bigger system, and we'll get there. Yeah. Is there anyone around that you would like to collaborate with and do something? Is there like a wish list or? Um, I'd say Justin Timberlake. <laughs> um, I like that. Brett Favre. Like Brett Favre, yeah. Brett Favre. Hey, Brett. Up. Come on, Brett. Come on down. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. 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 What would Brett drink? 
He's got to be a lager or a pilsner. Yeah, probably, right? Right? be a Brettomyces sour. Would, he would throw that in. Barrel aged sour. You think? Brettomyces. Wow. wow you're, uh, uh, I like the name. Okay. <laughs> I, I like where Miles' head is at yes. with this. That'd be interesting. Yeah, just got to get him out of, out of. Is he still living up in Kiln? Is he up there? Like, I think so. No, I'm, I'm from Wisconsin, so. Uh, that's, okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. What brought you down here? Like, we drove you. We got you. This way. Just we sick of the snow up there, and okay, yeah. we were ready for a change. Beautiful coastline. Yeah. The, the it, I, true story, man. When, when <laughs> my wife and I decided we we're gonna leave Wisconsin, I was there was two jobs I was looking at. One was here, and the other one was in Austin. They're both really appealing. I chose here because there was the possibility that I would one day meet Brett Five. <laughs> I fucking Brett, love. That's good. If anybody hears this or could get this back to Brett, come on, come on, Brett, come on down to the brewery. Sign a football for me. Come on, yeah. make it happen. Uh, yeah. How do we get? How do we get Brett Five? I got a couple here? connections. I'll get oh, all right, Cliff. Okay. I'm gonna get Brett down here for some glasses. How do you? How do you connect with Brett Five? I got, a, I got a pretty vast network. Here. Yeah, look, I don't I doubt it. That's true. Yeah, that was. That was weird. So, yeah, we were trying to get into the MGM Sportsbook room. All the tables were reserved or sold out or whatever. And the lady was telling people, well, you can go to the Top Golf Suites and watch over there. So we walked over there. And you try the wings? I heard they're awesome. Yeah, apparently they are. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody else tried them. And the guy was like, yeah, we've got a waiting list. People reserve. But, you know, sometimes, like, if there's a chance anyone calls and, like, cancels, they don't show up by 1115, we'll put y'all's name on a list. We'll get y'all in. So we went and sat in the bar side, and the guy came over. He said, "Yeah, first time ever, someone called and canceled their reservation." So, yeah. got, yeah. got to go in our own booth and just watch the game on this big screen. Got lucky there once. Wings. Is this your only glass? That was the one that this was in. All right. So I'm, I'm doing. Cause this is getting better as it warms. Right. Well, yeah, of course it is. Come out to the party. Yeah. That's that's the berry. Yeah. I'm sure this one is probably. Uh, even better when it warms as well, because like the coffee notes like are going to shine. Coffee, absolutely, yes. They have some milk sugar in the back. I might, I might be too. Jesus Christ. All right, whatever. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm done with you in this. Is there anything y'all haven't tried on there that you want to try? Well, you haven't had the small one. I need to get that one. Really that was, you did. No, that no, was the that first one I had. had. Did you get it? Yeah. I, I didn't know you you had. were drinking it, and you said you, when she you came in. She brought it up? Yes. Yes, it was good. Yes, of course it's done. I'll try the Belgian. Maybe we'll in, in the Belgian develop. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I, I want to try that as well. This is the sister lot or the wet, uh, the white, the building. Uh, sister lot. Yeah. yeah. What Miles said. Yeah, my Trappist beers are some of my favorites as well. So that was actually one of the first beers I brewed here, uh, getting started. And I mean, sister lot, you know. <laughs> I like it. Uh, is there has there ever been a time where you you come up with a recipe and you, you went to Dave and was like, look, we should brew this, and he went, you're out of your fucking mind. We're not brewing this. <laughs> oh, of course, I come up with some crazy shit sometimes, but that, I, all right. that's, that's the whole reason. He, he's very classic style, and I like I like pushing the board. And so our, our rule, like our, our thing is, is like if I feel still comfortable with it the next day. Like, after we have that conversation of, like, this is fucking batshit. Like, what are you thinking of, Miles? Yeah. And I, the, the next day, if I still like it, he's just like, all right, yeah, we'll do it then. Okay. So, he, he, it's like a 24-hour grace period for me to realize I'm either stupid or just... Right. <laughs> well, that's good, though, because I see a lot of breweries where the head brewer gets burnt out because he's turned into, like, a robot because he's having to brew this yeah. on Monday. He brews this on Wednesday. He's not being creative anymore because he's brewing with being on the shelf. Right? No, it, for us, it's, it's literally... Every like everything we do is, is playtime. Like we we have some yeah. like I've I've been I've only worked here for a month, but I have. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I, I've I've worked with Dave for three and a half years. Yeah, at Chandelier, yeah. but you only worked here. A I've month. only I've only worked here a month. Okay, but the, All right. the best part about that is is I haven't worked a day since starting here. Like th this has been the best thing ever. That's awesome. Like man. Work, working with Dave, like he's. Advance the Cicerone, like, not just is he a genius, like, he's a mad scientist when it comes to the back yeah, there. And that's something and then, you can just throw in your face and just be like, hey, I'm an advanced Cicerone, so I know. Like, like I said, every once in a while he likes slinging his weight around. Yeah. But, but he, can do that. he takes his boots off and sits down and you're just like, hey. Yeah, yeah you feet stink, bro. 
So is that something you you uh, give us a thought about, like getting your sister on certification or anything like that? Oh yeah. I'm th uh, so a lot of the times, like you were talking about blind tastings and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Me and Dave will sit down and uh, like we we push beers. Like uh, we'll go through our whole menu some days, like with little samples, and make sure we can blind taste and just know exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, we're actually starting to do uh, maltings and stuff like that where we take a malt and we'll just walk up to them, each other and put a spoon of malt in the mouth and be like, what is it? Like, oh yeah, no, yeah. We, we, we try to push each other every day to be uh, better than we were yesterday. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. And it's amazing working with like your best friend, you know? That also helps, dude. When you, when you, when you get along with that person, you're working together and you can, you can feed ideas off of each other and just bounce stuff off. I, I, I think that's great. And I mean, the beers obviously speak for themselves with what you guys are doing here. Everything y'all have brought to the table so far has been really, really good. Thank you, thank you. I am super impressed with everything you guys are doing here. This is thank great. You. Everything's real smooth, right? He's yeah. a big, strong looking potato, but at the end of the day, he's a salty. <laughs> Yeah, thing. leave it to the vegan to do the potato metaphor. All right, dictator. Yeah. Oh, huh? man. Yes. So, okay, uh, good story about this beer. We we made our own Belgian candy syrup, and the, the brew is, uh, I think the brew, did we do like a two-hour boil on that? I don't remember, but. It, it was at least an hour and a half. I the sugar itself was like a five hour process and there was like two and a half hours this man strong armed the hell out of that <laughs> so we, we, no we, it was four hours of him sitting there stirring sugar oh, over yeah. a pot i don't know it was four but it maybe two or three but we, we brewed the beer on our big system we have a two barrel pilot system yeah. and two or three hours straight was literally me searing sugar um so it wouldn't burn and i had to keep grabbing a rag just to wipe the sweat from his brow <laughs> yeah you were not doing that no, I would never. Figure that went into the <laughs> brew to add a little bit more flavor. Maybe a couple drinks. This is fucking solid, man. This is really, really good. Sometimes people go like, it's not as balanced as this. It's like over the top. Yeah. This is perfect, man. Especially if somebody wants to get into traditional type beers. Yeah. It's a good way to introduce it. It's very, like I said, it's gentle. It's petting you as yeah. a drink. Very light. It's, it's nice. Pretty bird. Pretty bird. <laughs> good job on this, man. This is really good. Pa Belgians so, are a passion, for sure. So before we wrap up, I want to I want to go back, Dave, with you for one second. Talk about the whole Cicerone certification thing. How difficult was it to get to it, an advanced Cicerone? <clears throat> uh. <laughs> Miles apparently uh, doesn't really care uh, about the answer. For it. <laughs> So Miles actually got to experience me studying for the third round, uh, and the first two were, were pretty easy. But once you get once you go from two to three, it's a it's a pretty major step up. I mean, yeah. it, it's a big deal in the the flavor training. And there, I think for the third level, there's I think there was is there sixteen fla off flavors you got to know, and you got to know all the I was a I, so we, I was at Chandy at the time, and I was studying, and I'm sure it was just a dick, like because it. It was. I'm pretty sure that's, me, that's, I'm trying to get advanced levels as well. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the first time I said dictator. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I, basically, he put a sheet on the wall and was just like, "Hey, like, whenever y'all have a moment, like, if y'all if y'all look at it, like, come in here and ask me a random question, like, style this, that, like." So yeah. he'd have like a printout of stuff, and like, I mean, we go in there and like, he he'd blow your mind because he'd know it though, and it's just like, can can we find something he's not gonna know though? So like you have to know like the grain bill, like the type of hops, like <laughs> anything about beer you need to know. So okay, that, for, that was level three. So I'm, I'm currently going for level four, which is master. I took it. I, I took the test and, and yeah. I was unsuccessful on my first try. Uh, so is it written and oral, or is it like? Yeah, it's written and oral, and then there's there's demonstration. The so the advanced test is uh it's a it's like a nine hour test. And Whoa. Which is uh, six hours of written, and then there's two tasting panels, uh, and then there's a demonstration where you got to do do something with a draft system, basically. But so the master, which is what I'm going for now, that's that's a two day test. And it's basically two two uh, two days of the advanced, but harder questions, and you're you're being quizzed by like your heroes, right? So like Ray Daniels and. Um, 
and Randy Mosher, you know, they're like sitting across the table from you, asking you questions. It's so freaking no intimidating. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, you're, it's basically if, you know, if you want to be an adv- uh, master cicerone, you need to have a, uh, a master of every aspect uh, of of the beer industry. So, yeah. I mean, anything is fair game, and it's, it is daunting. You need a an 85 to pass uh, the master, and I'm my. I got a. I think I scored a 79 on my on my first attempt. That's so impressive, right? And so Ray Daniels calls you up and tells you your results, and he's like, "Look, you didn't pass. You scored a 79." He said, uh, "There's people who have taken the test for four different times, and they still haven't scored a 79. So don't feel bad." He said, "Nobody passes on the first time." Um, and, you know, I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, for sure. We're gonna we're gonna try to pass that fourth one. Uh, we'll see. It's a uh, you know, since opening this place, I haven't been able to, to de- devote the, the time you need to to study. But now that Miles is here, hopefully I can. The, the next test is in November, and we're, I'm you know I'm gonna go. I, I I bought my spot in it. There's only I think there's only 24 spots per year. Wow. Oh. Um, okay. So it's it's not easy to get into. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep going until we pass it. So Miles, get ready to work while this man's <laughs> studying for the. The Master Cicerone title. Like I was saying, man, I haven't worked today yet. <laughs> this is true. You just said that. Sorry for how I'm going to be over the next few months. <laughs> oh, Say that in advance. Dave, Miles, thank you guys so much, man. This has been awesome. We're still going to hang out and drink some beers here. We're not going anywhere. We're going to wrap up the podcast. Uh, you guys are on Facebook. You're on Instagram, I assume, as well. Instagram, yes. Uh, yeah, I follow you guys on Instagram. Yeah, what am I saying? Yeah. Fly Llama Brewing. You can follow my personal account. Uh, I'm the Fly Llama oh, on nice. Instagram. Get get the inside scoop on things. Yes. I don't know. I think you're on Instagram. Do you want to plug yourself? Uh, at Miles Harris. Right. With a Y. <laughs> I'm not kilometers out of the country. All right. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. Also, uh, make sure you're following Cliff over at Hops in the Hollows. Hops in the Hollows. Go to hopsinthehollows.com yeah, if you want some cool glassware. Cliff's got you covered. Anybody that wants glassware to listen to this show, I'll do five bucks off if they type in ABV for the promo code. Whoa, what up? Look Any out. Last five dollars off. Uh, ABV now, is the promo code. Now I got to cut a new uh, intro for the show. Right. No, 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 don't put it on that one. Oh, okay. This is just if you listen all the way through. Oh, okay. Ah, I like it. This is your reward. You get five bucks off any glass on the site. ABV is your promo code. So you're a smart man. I like that. That's right. That's, I would have never thought of that. I would have. I would just cut it at the beginning and put it in the front. No, 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 no. That's that's a good look. That's how we get the list. That is that is it's perfect. Guys, if you're in Biloxi, come visit Fly Llama Brewing. The beers are great. The sours are good. The stouts are good. Everything's good. All everything is good, and we're gonna continue drinking beers with these guys. Dave, Miles, thank you guys again. Oh, thanks thank you. This, this has been nice. awesome. It's been great. Cliff, thank you, sir, for inviting me on this trip. Otherwise, we wouldn't yeah. be here. It's not going so well on the uh, betting side, but this is actually refreshing <laughs> that we came to this. Yeah, eventually, the most positive thing we've had so far, man. Eventually, I'm gonna eat something today yes. at some point. Otherwise, it's just gonna be fluids for the rest of the night. I don't know. <laughs> Until next time, guys, I am Chuck P. This is the ABV Podcast. Cheers.